Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. We got we got a week for you. There's not a great a lot of great news, but there's important things that we need to talk about. Um, you want to hop right in, Kelly? You ready for it? I was born ready for this. So some uh, big news came in the Activision Blizzard saga. This is something, you know, we talked briefly about it last week outside of the context of discussion. There's so much to talk about, but um, this biggest news that happened is that the Blizzard president, J. Allen Brack, has stepped down as the president of Blizzard. Um, Blizzard is owned by Activision, if you were not aware, um, and he is largely seen as pretty important in this whole process, not necessarily in a good way. Um, there's a lot of a lot to be said about his oversight and the fact that not much has been done in the wake uh, in the wake of this harassment scandal. Um, I am not happy because the wording of this was that he's going on to pursue new opportunities. That's a direct quote, which I don't know. What are your thoughts, Kelly? <laughs> yeah, I think it's absurd that they framed it in this way. Um, typically when somebody leaves after a big scandal, it's like, we are focusing on new leadership, um, fresh start, blah, blah, blah. But this just seemed very egocentric and very much like, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to go flourish and pursue new opportunities outside of this company that I absolutely did nothing about, um, amidst this insane harassment situation. Um, insane as in it's insane that it's been going on for so long and nobody did anything about it even though so many people knew so I, like you kind of said it's very frustrating it's uncomfortable and I really don't like the way it was framed it was, seems very egotistical which doesn't actually surprise me considering <laughs> the nature of the situation know, yeah the nature of the situation so not a happy note to start on, but... No, it's just the fact that, I mean, it's it's this whole CEO thing, the billionaire thing of he's just going to move on to another big corporation and he'll be fine. And this this will just disappear from his, from his life, you know, even though the people that have been hurt by this situation will be, will be reeling with the, the impact of it for their entire lives. But this guy gets just to... Be like, oop. Pursue new opportunities, quote unquote. Yeah, pursue larger amount of money that he than he already had. So, right. No, I'll say it here. I am not afraid to have the public opinion. Uh, screw J. Allen Breck, and he's a bad person for not supporting those who were harassed more directly. Yes, we are in agreement there. Um, but. Again, there's so much, there's so many layers of complexity. Uh, just restating support for all of the victims, for everybody that has partaken in the walkouts, who has shared their stories. We give your full, our full support to you, and and we thank everybody who was brave enough to come forward. And we hope that so much good can come from this, all this awful stuff. Mm hmm. Yes. Um. If you want to move on to our next news item, I, uh, not me personally, uh, the EA CEO says that. <laughs> Wait, you? Are you the yeah, EA sorry. CEO? There wasn't really a good way to transition because it was quite serious and <laughs> uh, so I just sort of winged it. 
and it didn't really work for me. Uh, well, congratulations on your CEO ship of EA. I didn't know. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the EO EA. <laughs> this is hard. The EA CEO <laughs> says that fans should view the new Battlefield as a service rather than a traditional release. Um, I'm not particularly surprised about this. It sort of seems like a game like Battlefield sort of lends itself to being a service game, like a live service game anyway. Um, I think that's the model for a lot of these big multiplayer games as it stands. So I don't think this was particularly surprising. Um, I don't know if fans are disappointed. I'm not in the Battlefield <laughs> fan space, so I don't know what their thoughts are on this, but I wasn't particularly surprised. I don't know how you feel about it, Andrew. I wouldn't say surprised. I would say very annoyed um, based solely on the fact that they're still charging a full retail price, but they're saying do not. They're like, don't think of this as a traditional release, but still, p please pay us the full 60 or if you're on next gen, $70 price. You know, yeah, it's like if you're going to charge for like season passes and stuff, which is, you know, what this feels like it's setting up for. It's getting people mentally ready for the fact that they're going to have to pay 10, 15, 20 dollars every like four months. Which is not the biggest deal in the world, except that that's in addition to the base price. And right. I'm fine with games as a service to some extent, but I think if your game is a service, it should be free from the get-go and you pay for all of the the additions that you desire or at least a very small entrance fee you know yeah I, yeah it is kind of absurd to charge that high of a price and then be like but you still have to buy more <laughs> a lot more probably yeah but i guess that's sort of the way of ea yeah that's your company is really gross See, Miss CEO. Yeah, sorry. I'm actually resigning right now as we speak. Oh, good. I'm yeah. looking forward to what you do next. Thank you. <laughs> I will be Pokemon going to my next opportunity. <laughs> You're really layering all of our stories. Uh, <laughs> so our last crappy company story of the day. So Niantic, the people who make Pokemon Go, did put out the update that we discussed several weeks ago which reduced the distance that you have to be to a Pokestop in order to swipe it. Um, this is basically just a, a an addition that they made during COVID to reduce the risk of playing this game in public, and they decided that it was an acceptable time to roll back um, those additions, and people are furious, naturally, partially because this seems like the worst time to do this, because if you look at the current numbers of people getting COVID-19, especially in the United States, it's absurd and things are not better. They are just getting worse at the moment. So that's one terrible reason to roll this back. But also, as we discussed in depth, this is a great accessibility thing. You know, people who are are less less able and can't play this game as it was originally intended were able to enjoy it more fully because of these additions. And now rolling those back really hurts people. So um, a large number of players worked together and they wrote an open letter to the company. Um, it was huge on the internet. Lots of people were supporting it. And Niantic responded and they said that they are putting together a, quote, task force, unquote, to look into it, which is really dumb sounding. 
it's so and it's if you read what they wrote back it's so vague <laughs> exactly they said we are assembling an internal cross-functional team to develop proposals designed to preserve our mission of inspiring people to explore the world together <laughs> while also addressing specific concerns that have been raised regarding interaction distance we will share the findings of this task force by the next in-game season change september 1st Oh my goodness. As part of this process, we will also be reaching out to community leaders in the coming days to join us in this dialogue. I'm sorry, what did any of that even say? <laughs> Literally nothing. They're going to... That first sentence alone was so much corporate mumbo-jumbo jargon. It's like, how can anyone take this seriously and be like, oh yeah, they really are, you know, they really have our best interests in mind. They don't. I mean, they're proving that. They're just... Basically, the response sounded like, like, all right, we'll think about it. It's like, what kind of I response know. is that? That's not even a response. Like, of, I, you better think about it, but also, like, act on it. Do something. Make this a, right. make, make your game a better game. Right. And what kind of task force is a task force that doesn't really do any tasks? What is, what They're, is a task force to begin with? Right. <laughs> it's, it's like what is, this language means nothing. You're just saying words that have impact. So you think so people will buy your your garbaggio. And it's just I don't know. It's so silly. I just like the word task force. It's so goofy. It's like so apparent that they are not planning on doing anything. Because they're like, yeah. we're putting together a task force to I'm like to read your letter. And it's like, I read the letter. I'm one person and I was able to read the letter. Why do you need a whole task force? Right. And they're also like, we'll have findings by September 1. Uh, it's August 10th. So whatever findings that you're going to find, you better find them quick because you have less than a month. And also basically the players are just like, put it back how it was, please. If you actually cared and we're going to listen, there's probably a toggle. It's not like you have to put in a lot of programming work. You already made it that way, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was a rough start. That was a rough start. Truly. It was. A, it was a little bit rough. A lot to parse through. <laughs> a lot of garbaggio to parse through. Well, thankfully, the garbaggio has is behind us for the day. Just for the day. I'm sure we'll have more next week. But <laughs> yeah, today's garbaggio is gone. <laughs> yes. So um, leaving that note of garbaggio. Uh, Nintendo is spending nine hundred million dollars to buy back some of their share, or to buy back their shares, not some of their shares. It's just some. Um, it you were, yeah, some. Oh, okay, it's it was a little bit. The story is a little bit confusing. It's a lot of numbers being thrown at me. <laughs> I we know am, how you feel about this. Right, I'm a writer girl. I'm not a maths girl. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's basically just because they are doing really well with the Switches slash Switch, as we kind of covered maybe two weeks ago or a week ago. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they were like, we are trying to grow more. So we are buying back the shares, some shares. This is really exciting because they're just these the shares because they're going back into Nintendo's hands will basically just go away. It's not like they're buying them to sell them again. This, these are being bought to dis disintegrate them, which means that Nintendo has more control over their, their company and they don't have to listen as much to the stakeholders, which for some companies, that's a bad thing. For Nintendo, it's not. Like, 
for example, would you agree that the Nintendo Direct was a good showcase of what's to come this year? It's pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That hurt their stock price, though, because stakeholders don't really understand video games. They just see, like, big holiday releases and stuff, and they didn't, they don't quite fathom the long game with video games. And I, right. and I don't think they should be at all influencing what Nintendo does with their development and stuff. So I think it's really good that they're doing this. Yeah, that also seems to be the trend. I mean, that's any stakeholder, really. Most yeah. of the time, they have no idea what they're even holding stake in. So it's nice to be able to for them to be able to have more of that creative control slash just control in general. Yeah, and it's also funny because it probably would have been about a month ago we discussed the fact that Nintendo was talking about the $9 billion. I believe it was. It was a it was a billion amount, uh, billions of dollars that they have in the bank that they are considering using to buy companies. And we talked about that pretty extensively. We're like, oh, that's really cool. They should maybe buy this company or this company. And and I didn't even consider like, or they could just like buy themselves a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think using about a billion of that to just reacquire what you have sold of yourself that seems like a, a smart investment and something that will definitely help them in the long game. Yes, I agree. Um, speaking of long games, <laughs> Cap that was pretty good. It was pretty. Capcom is playing the long game right now because they just showed off their last DLC for Street Fighter V. The character's name is Luke. He is very cool looking. If you have any interest in fighting games or things that look cool, I recommend looking him up. Maybe just like even glance at a picture because I like his hair. Um, he looks like there's a tweet in the article that says he looks like Lo uh, Jake Paul. Oh, no. He d I mean. Oh, well, no. Jake Paul looks like him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Listen, they have the same color shorts. <laughs> But Luke is much cooler looking because I yeah, I yeah. don't want to punch him in the face unless I'm competing I, against him. I don't I don't love his hair though. You don't like the hair? That's a little bit weird for me. Uh, maybe I just I'm not sure about the like little squigglies like they're spaghetti. Yeah, I guess it's it's like that Justin Timberlake spaghetti hair, but this is like angel hair spaghetti. It's not like ramen noodles. I guess so. I mean, I th I think he, well, now I just see spaghetti on his head and Logan Paul pants, but <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> it's fine. I didn't actually see any still images of him at first. I just saw the trailer, meaning I didn't see him like still. I only saw him in motion. So maybe that's why I didn't notice because he has like a really, really cool looking flow to him. And like, I'm not deep into the Street Fighter V community, but I, I have dabbled in that game quite a bit and I have a lot of interest in where that series goes, um, which is what Capcom says that um, we should expect. They said that Luke will expand, excuse me, help expand the world of Street Fighter. So it seems like a pretty safe assumption that this last DLC is kind of hinting at what the future will hold, maybe a Street Fighter 6. Well, I assume a Street Fighter 6. Um, that's kind of like, it reminds me of Bayonetta, and Cloud in Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, 
how they definitely felt like these outliers that were quite a bit different from the rest of the roster in feel. And then uh, a couple of years later, we saw the Switch entry, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and it was like, oh, so these characters felt like they were built for the new game, and then you just, because the old game was still being supported, you had to put them in that. So that's kind of what I'm expecting from this character, because he does look, uh, he does look quite a bit different from what we've come to know from the DLC and base game characters. I was gonna say I I do feel like he is a little bit different in terms of just design and everything like that. So it will be interesting to see how that gets expanded on in the future of Street Fighter. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. Hopefully. Hopefully it's not as long. Hmm. As, remember you said it was a long game? Yeah, no, I know the long game. I'm just I'm just trying I, to fathom your transition before it happens. I have no transition, actually. Oh. Um, but in movie news... <laughs> Very smooth. Um, Idris Elba tweeted today a picture of Knuckles... Well, Knuckles, Knuckles, like his fist, and he said, knock, knock, hashtag Sonic Movie 2, hashtag Knuckles. So um, we can assume that Idris Elba will be voice acting the character of Knuckles. Oh, I'm really, I'm really liking this one. I'm really liking this story. Me as well. (laughs) I am really happy about this. I really like Idris Elba. But my thing is, is he going to have the British, because he's British. Yeah. Is he going to have the British accent as Knuckles? Because I feel like that'll be really wild. I mean, that'll be like a whole nother layer of lore for Knuckles the Echidna. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, we knew that Knuckles was going to be in the movie. I think we already discussed it because that happened while we were doing the show, correct? Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. So. Wait, what happened while we were. What? <laughs> we found out that Knuckles would be in the Sonic movie. Oh, did that happen? Yeah, because remember during the show. Yeah, because the oh yeah, the yeah, gag yeah. was we have... yes. Yeah, because that was guest. the that was the day that we had Knuckles the Echidna as a guest. Yes, who was Sorry, not voiced by Idris together. Elba. It, he was voiced by uh, Kelly Knock on that day. Yeah, which I'm a that's little disappointed the... they didn't call you for this, but that's why the tweet says Knock Knock. It was like a little <laughs> Easter egg referencing me. <laughs> Idris Elba was like, let me throw her a bone. Oh, oh I really I like the him. idea that Idris Elba listened to this podcast and he's like, wow, that's an inspiration. Yeah. She is my inspiration for Knuckles. I would love to be Idris Elba's inspiration for anything. Yeah. Period. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited about this. I'm The image that he tweeted doesn't really... Uh, it doesn't do anything as far as like revealing movie details because we knew Knuckles was going to be in it and it's just his fist that looks identical to every other Knuckles design we've ever seen. I'm excited to see the full design reveal eventually. <laughs> yeah, let's hope it's not, you know. <laughs> Maybe we should go back to the original Sonic movie's design. I mean, that is one they thing. They wouldn't. Uh, that would be silly. I wish that. Because we've all, you know, how many times has it been said that, like, when they released Sonic on Blu-ray, they should have included the original cut as, like, a bonus feature? (laughs) And I would have loved that. But also, one of the large reasons I wanted that was so that I could see what Tails was going to look like. 
Because like we knew what Sonic was going to look like, but Tails was probably in the movie from the start. What was Tails going to look like? What Ugh. what would Knuckles have looked like in that style? Ugh. I don't want to think about it. I think I would have nightmares. I want to think about it. I want to see it, please. It, <laughs> Idris, if you have access, tweet at us. Our favorite listener, Idris. <laughs> Mr. Alba, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for, for uh, giving Kelly a little shout out in your announcement. Yeah, thank you for being you. Yeah, especially because like, people don't know that. they they Our fan base has not shared that with people outside our fan base. So like, people don't know that Kelly was in talks to be Knuckles. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I, what, no, no, I wouldn't reveal that secret contract detail. Oh. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, redact that. Yeah, edit. I edited that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, Kelly. Idris is great, right, Kelly? Because we just came back from the edit. Yeah. I mean, there was no edit. No edit. No, we. This is all live. Wait, we're live right now. No edits done. Oh, I didn't know we were live. Now I'm nervous. Oh, sorry. Um. Uh, do you know who else is going to be um, live? Um, um, do you know? Who? Xbox. Oh. Xbox announced that they are going to have a showcase on August 24th to coincide with Gamescom. This is going to take place at 10 p. Excuse me, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard or 1 p.m. Eastern. Um. No no talk on how long it's going to be, but I, I think it would be safe to assume it will probably fall between the 30 and 60 minute mark, as most of their events do. They're going to discuss uh, some games that they've already announced, show them off more, as well as some third party partners and, of course, some Game Pass news. Um, it, from the sounds of it, it doesn't sound like anything new will be shown, uh, which isn't necessarily a problem because... For me personally, just hearing that Game Pass news can really carry, really can carry a showcase, if it's things we didn't know about before. Um, and also, there's a lot of games that they have in the pipeline that I feel we don't really know a lot, and a lot of games we saw at E3 that were super interesting. And if those same games make reappearances, I'm very excited. There were so many interesting games at E3 in their conference that I'd love to see again. Do you think that we'll see more of Starfield? No. Okay. I would, well, no, mm, no, unless, unless, <laughs> wow, we do, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. That was uh, particularly, I'm just feeling mirth, I'm feeling, I'm full of mirth. I, I guess that's a word you could use, it was quite intense. I would like to see it. It's possible. I feel like in all likelihood, we're probably going to see a large scale reveal at E3 of 2022, kind of like what they did with Fallout 4. The difference is that we know this a year in it, like a year before that happened. So like there's a decent possibility we'll see some other small trailers before then, which I would like. And I'm with you. I would like to see that at this showcase. That'd be a great spot for it. You know what I really want to see more of? Do you remember the game that we saw? What? It was like that vampire beat em up. What was it? Uh, what was it called? 
Wasn't it? Um, is yes. It, was it like I have the found the title. One? It was called. Go ahead. It's like. No. Was it, did it start with a W? Starts with an R. Okay. Was it? I don't remember. But I it it ends with like it's like an E D yeah. word. Yeah, you got it. Re- yep. Oh. Re- uh huh. Returned? No. No. Re. Uh huh. Re. I don't know what is it. Replaced. Replaced. Oh <laughs> my god! I was so close. I literally had it in my brain. You had R E and E D. I just missed the P. Oh, the PLAC. Man. Kelly needed a plaque. Dang it. I was so close. It's. I mean, I don't blame you because we had seen it for the first time at E3. We haven't seen it since, and we didn't really know a lot about it at the time. So it, it's, it makes a lot of sense that that title slipped both our minds, but I'm glad that we were able to find it. Yeah. Um, my brain just doesn't be doesn't work sometimes. Yeah. I really also okay. hope we see some Somerville, which was the... Uh, Limbo and Inside co-creators game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot that could come out of this. Dragon, Dragon, Dragon Age, Dragon Age, Dragon Age, Dragon Age. No, I think if we were gonna see Dragon Age, it would actually be at Gamescom. At the Xbox conference, or at, at is EA doing a conference? Well, my thinking is because. Dragon Age never it never pops up during E3. It always pops up either during Gamescom or during the Game Awards. So maybe even the Game Awards, but those aren't until like October, right? Maybe November? December. December? Yeah, they're always like December 7th or so. Which I know because I have to count every day how many days it's been since Bayonetta 3. Oh. <laughs> and that was announced. Your toil? Yeah. My eternal toil. I mean, it could be because the first on the 25th of August, which I just realized at the time of this episode releasing is three weeks away. Oh, my goodness. Um, is yeah. It's <laughs> ooh, it's the opening night live showcase, which is a two hour showcase made by none other than Mr. Keeley. <gasps> oh, Jeff. Jeff. It's t- Jeff. Seeing that Jeff is hosting a conference makes me like, oh, he has some good games usually. Seeing that Jeff's name shortly followed by two hour live showcase makes me go, uh, Jeff. I can't wait to see his blazer and uh, sneakers combo. <laughs> blazer, t-shirt, sneakers combo. I can't wait to see his uh, putting me to sleep combo. No, I have to stay awake because there's usually one interesting announcement in his two-hour shows. But wait, we have one more thing to show you. And then all the lights go dark and everybody's like, oh. <gasps> and then Keanu Reeves is there. <laughs> to actually show it because Jeff Keighley doesn't think he's worth it. Aww. No. Selena Jeff. No, he earned that one. Did you hear? Okay, we don't have. Never mind. We don't no, no, no. Go for it. Show. We we got. A, was, there's a lot of not a lot, not a lot of news this week, so I want to hear some gossip. Well, I was. It was like a few. Did I, I can't remember, but it was like when streamers had. It was during E3, and a bunch of streamers had to get permission to um 
Streamy 3 yeah. from the company, and there were only like a select amount of people who were allowed to, and Jeff Keighley was not one of them. Oh, he was strictly left off the list, yeah. That was so, that made me feel so bad for him. I mean, he I was he quit. angry on Mr. Keeley's behalf. I mean, he used to run the thing, and then he quit, and he's like, I'm going to do my own thing. So it, it does make sense, but also, like, they're just harsh. They're creating pretty, like, strict... They're leaving him out pretty hardcore there. I know, that was... There's some tension there. Yeah, but he... Let's just place bets now. It's two weeks away. Okay. How many Hollywood figures do you think will be at this one? One. You said one? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go three. Just one. I think it'll be one. Okay. And I think it'll be someone from that game that's coming out. Uh, that it's like the top down one. It's got. Uh, oh, that's and, a really. That's a really good specific guess. I just, I just have a feeling maybe it'll be Willem Dafoe. He's always down to do weird stuff. I feel like so. Uh, it might be Willem Dafoe. We'll see though. I don't see James McAvoy doing it, but or Daisy Ridley. But you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, I expect that he'll have more than I would like, which is zero. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Willem Dafoe. I like, I like Willem him. Dafoe. I just get annoyed when like and like because I like I like Ryan Reynolds. I didn't want Ryan Reynolds to announce Elden Ring. You know. Yeah, that's true. But like, I don't like Ryan Reynolds, so. Oh, do, is I there a would reason? also dislike if he announced Elden Ring. Well, he did. Did you dislike it when he did that? I didn't love it. I'm with you. I. I, it's not that I dislike Ryan Reynolds. I just don't like this, like, celebrities. I used to really be into them, and now it's kind of, I'm at the point where I'm like, you guys are really just way out of touch with reality. Yeah. And also, he announced Elden Ring. Yeah, that was the camel that broke the straw's back. I mean, <laughs> that was the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> that wasn't, there was not a tinge of ang- or, uh, irony there. That was completely an accident. I love that. A really strong straw. <laughs> Until that camel came around and broke its back. Wow, it's been a long day. Yeah. Just so everybody knows where mentally I am. Uh, do you want to tell us what you've been playing and then explain why this is a short list so that people know why you're tired yes so i have been i'm still playing fire emblem i haven't finished yet um but i had kind of a crazy past two weeks i moved about uh almost two weeks ago and uh this week i've been dog sitting and it's been really fun but i always have a hard time sleeping in places that aren't my own house so it's been a few restless nights uh, but it's been fun. I love the dog that I'm dog sitting. Shout out to Mikey. He is so cute. He looks like a little cow. <laughs> I'm going to start crying because I love him so much. But anyway, I've been playing Fire Emblem. Um, my thoughts are pretty much the same. I'm enjoying the story more and more as I play it. But I'm realizing that I don't really like the maps in Black Eagles as much as I like the maps in Golden Deer or Blue Lions. Interesting. So. Are, have you reached the, I suppose this is a spoiler-free episode, but have you reached any points that are distinct split-offs? Yes, I have, yes. Okay, okay. I was about to spoil things, and then I'm like, ah, 
this is no longer that episode where we have a bunch of spoilers, so I should probably not do that. Yeah. It's, it's, I won't spoil it either. It's been fun. I'm missing a few characters, but such is life. When you, when you start a game a certain way, you kind of get stuck in that way, and then it can be hard to move away from that, but yeah. we'll see how I feel about the finale next week. Looking forward to it. Andrew, what have you been playing? So I am not playing Fire Emblem. I did make a decision that I shouldn't play it right now because I do have other more pressing games on my backlog and I'll probably return to that later. But this week I played Yakuza Like a Dragon. It's the seventh or eighth, depending how you define it, entry in the Yakuza series, which I played all of last year. I took a big old break before I played this one. Um... It is a whole new set of characters, so this is a fresh... This is a good entry point for anybody, like, faintly interested in the series that didn't know where to start, you know? Because it made sense. There are seven games focusing on one character, and now they have this game that's focusing on a new character. It's a great place to start. It is no longer a beat-em-up game. Now it is a turn-based RPG, which is a super strange change. Yeah, it's... It's just strange because all the other, all like the overworld elements are identical. So you're still running around the city the same way. You still enter combat the same way. And there's still like the same kind of establishments everywhere. It feels very much like Yakuza 6 in its DNA. But then it's a turn-based RPG, which is very entertaining. Um, It's just chock full of really cute references. The main character, Ichiban Kasuga really likes dragon quest and he brings it up pretty frequently which is like it's cute because like you know those creators love dragon quest and there's a lot of dragon quest dna in the combat of this game so it's really cool to see that, that they feel comfortable making the character reference it and like just a minute ago in the game when i was playing uh this guy came up to me and said i have to start a sujimon dex and it's called the suji dex and he brought out three guys to train me, and it was red, blue, and green. And he said, <laughs> "And he said, okay, which one do you want?" And I'm like, "I want red." And he's like, "Red Sujimon, I choose you." And I was like, "Oh, you are not Aww. trying to hide this reference." And there's just been a lot of little cute RPG references left and right. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not going to go too deep into it because I'm about, I'm eight hours in. And I'm probably about a third of the way, if not a little less, through the game. Um, It is a slow starter for sure. I am, like I said, eight hours in and just a little bit ago, I finally got access to like a lot of the base mechanics. Like it was difficult. I wasn't allowed to put equipment onto my party until very recently. And there were basically no side quests until very recently. And then... When you hit about chapter 5 of 15, it truly, like, blossoms and lets you do whatever. It's a, it's a good way to settle people in, because it feels like this is a good first JRPG. Um, but it's also, because it's so referential of JRPGs, it's enjoyable for those who've played a lot of them. I think anybody could enjoy this game. I probably will say it's worth your time, but maybe tune back in in a week or two when I finally finish the game. And I'll have much more in-depth review of specific stuff that I like and if I think it's worth your time. Um, You may have said this. Do you think that you need to be familiar with the Yakuza series to really enjoy this game? Okay. 
Um, no. So I, I don't know the full extent, but I know there's going to be some references. I saw some spoilers on YouTube because, of course, if you look the game up on YouTube, the first result is spoilers. Ugh, I hate that. <laughs> well, the issue, it's the same thing with like Persona and Fire Emblem that we've discussed before. It came out in Japan way before. So the only people looking it up were people looking for that stuff. Meaning, if you looked it up just trying to find a trailer before any official American version of anything had come out, all you saw was clips of those spoilery things. But it's, no, it could be a very good entry point. I, thus far, it's a very different game because the original series very much focused on Kiryu, who is a very stoic big boy. And this focuses on, like I said, uh, Kasuga Ichiban, who is a big dork who has big fluffy hair because he tries to get a perm when he <laughs> in 2019 because I won't go into the reasons, but he is not a part of society for 19 years. And then he comes out and tries to get a perm in 2019 and they mess it up because they didn't know how to do it because it's 2019. And then he has big poofy hair for the rest of the game. <laughs> and he's very cute. He's very charming. He's a lot more lively than Kiryu ever was. So it feels like, whereas the original games were much more focused on crazy story happening around this stoic figure, now it feels like this main character is seeking out story and trying to help people more so than Kiryu did. Even though I do love Kiryu. Don't, don't get me wrong. This is a very different character, though. Yeah. Even just design, they're so different. Big poofy hair. <laughs> No, but if you haven't played before and you're like, well, I don't want to play seven other games, I just want to get in. This is actually perfect, you know, because before if you jumped in on a random numbered Yakuza, you would have been confused inevitably. You would have had to watch like several hours of YouTube recaps to even understand who everybody was. But this is a very good fresh start. And it there's a couple little references so far, but thus far, no actual plot beats have relied upon a knowledge of the original series at all. I will, again, full review coming soon, but those are my initial impressions. So, Kelly, stick it in the books. It's in the books, folks. Another episode in the books. Uh, we're on episode 12 now, You know, wow. which means we're getting close to our giant, gargantuan uh, episode 13 anniversary special because <laughs> everybody bet against us they said kelly andrew episode 13 is impossible you're not going to make it there that's what everybody said remember they did say that yeah and now we're there basically basically and nobody can stop us no well idris elba could if he wanted to because now he has access to not just his own power but the power of knuckles yeah well yeah that's true but he wouldn't do that he He's too fond of us. No, he is such a big fan, and he did reference you in that tweet. I <laughs> I have no fear of Idris Elba. Me neither. Unless he, like, said that I should, I would believe him. I have no fear of him. Uh, I have the opposite of fear. Love? I also have adoration for him. 
I'm looking forward to seeing him in theaters next year, I think. Is that when the movie comes out? Probably. That's that's what we have computers for. To the movie. Sonic 2 movie. 2022. Yeah, that makes sense. I was really hoping for a more specific look at when it was releasing. April 8th? That's really soon. I'll be 26,000 years old by then. Oh my goodness. I will also... No. I don't know what age no. I am in our can <laughs> in our in the canon of our show. <laughs> am I getting I'm getting younger and you're getting older or something, yeah, right? Yeah, we're we're having like a Benjamin Button situation. Yeah, I'm like negative 14 and I will be negative 26 <laughs> when that movie comes out. Yes. That's really soon. I'm really looking forward to the episode after it comes out, after you and I have watched it on release at, at a midnight release party. And we come back and review it. Yeah, we'll be dressed as <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles. They're going to say dressed up. And then I realized what you were saying. Hey, Kelly, uh, April is, is kind of far away, but not that far away. Do you want to commit right now that we'll do a, a review of Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, oh, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say, do you want to commit to doing... A midnight to going to the midnight release and I was going to say absolutely not. No. I'm too old for that sort of stuff. No, I was thinking more like within two days, not within two minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'll commit right now to reviewing it. Okay, that's going to be a... I'm sure that episode will be longer than the length of the movie because our thoughts will be so extensive. Yep. <laughs> True. True. Alright, everybody. Thanks for listening to this slightly shorter episode. Hopefully next week we come back to you with some more positive news and less scummy companies doing scummy things um we look forward to it so see you next week thanks for listening bye bye